My name is Jeffrey Burke, and I'm a 40-year veteran of the natural products industry. I'm a naturopathic practitioner, a master herbalist, and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My shows air Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. here on 1230 a.m. I bring you relevant topics that we all need to know about and the best guests in the industry who bring the newest up-to-date information to my show. All of the shows stream live every day from 8 to 9 a.m. And for those of you who cannot listen live, you can listen to my podcast at stayhealthylasvegas.com and download the shows on demand. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the corner of Rancho and Charleston in the Smith's Plaza. Visit them and see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. They offer exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products, and awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Thank you for taking the time out of your morning to stop by, tune in, and walk away with hopefully good information. You know, information today really allows us to make better, more decisive decisions. Because it seems like without doing a little homework, we end up doing a lot of guessing and a lot of eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And you know, sometimes... We end up wasting a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money that way. So the whole idea for this show, and has been for four decades, is to provide you with information. Things that you can use, up-to-date information, so that your decisions can be a little bit more focused, a little bit more divisive. And then you're able to make the best decision for you and your health and well-being. Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning, I bring you the best guest in the industry, and we talk about the relevant topics for today's world. The things we need to chat about and usually the things we probably don't talk enough about. But those are the things we do here, the topics we try to cover and try to give people the tools that they need. Because sometimes we may not know that there may be an alternative and a complement available. We may not have been in the circle of learning that there are things out there that we could be using, trying. So it's always nice when you can learn something new and it's also something that you really need to have learned. And we love that. Of course, I send you to Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. You know, there's so many big, great points about this store. Number one, it's an information-based store for dialogue and talking and question answering and dealing with the confusion and the misinformation that is out there all around us today. It also is a fully packed full service store carrying the best of the best in every section and category. Above and beyond that is the most knowledgeable, informed, educated, relevant and passionate staff. So you get to feel really comfortable and you really get to make it your go-to place for everything, health and nutrition. There's nothing better than having a place you can go and feel comfortable and being able to have those kind of sometimes personal relationships and, you know, conversations that sometimes are hard to make. But once you've created a, a great relationship with the people that stay healthy, it gets so much easier to get healthy, be healthy and stay healthy with their great help and support. You'll find Stay Healthy at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center. 
on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. Monday through Saturday are the hours 9 to 6 and closed on Sunday. And remember, for mail order services or just to get your order together so you could, on those busy days, swoop in and pick it up, give them a call at 877-2494, 877-2494. And don't forget, you can print coupons at their newly revamped webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, where you can also partner up with them by just entering your email address. Start getting notices and alerts on promotions and specials and coupons and get a newsletter every month. Just go to stayhealthylasvegas.com, enter your email address, and you can also listen to any of my radio show recordings that are there for download on your time schedule. Well, today we're going to talk about one of the most interesting organs in our body, one that does so many different things that it's hard to keep track of its laundry list of responsibilities. But at the same time, it's also one that when we're not nice to it, it's still pretty forgiving. And many times we've been pretty bad to it and it's still come back and still punches in for its shift every day. It's our liver. And we're going to be talking about that today. I'm going to talk with Cheryl Myers. I know I let you guys know that she would be here today. Awesome, awesome uh, educator. Um, and she is just, you know, if we could clone her, it would be fantastic because she has so much amazing knowledge. And she's able to bring that knowledge to us in a way that just makes it so fun to listen to. And there's nothing better than that. Cheryl is the Chief of Scientific Affairs for Europharma and is a healthcare professional with certifications in cancer, pain control, and issues of aging. She's an expert in dietary supplements and natural medicines who has been a featured guest on hundreds of radio and television shows. She's been interviewed by the New York Times, Prevention Magazine, the Wall Street Journal. She's also a member of the editorial board of the Natural Medicine Journal, and her own published research has included topics like menopause and diabetes and sleep disorders and gastrointestinal function. As an expert educator on natural medicine, Cheryl has been invited to give educational presentations at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, the Jefferson Mirna Brin Center of Integrative Medicine at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania of course, and other healthcare organizations as well across America. She's a regular here on my show, and there's nothing better than opening up my book and saying, oh, yay, Cheryl's here today. Help me welcome my guest. Good morning. Good morning. It's always a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you. How's everything in your world? Everything is just delightful. It's a gloriously beautiful day in sunny Green Bay, Wisconsin. The leaves are changing, so we're getting all those beautiful reds and oranges and yellows coming out, but the leaves are not completely changed. And it's going to be a balmy 72 degrees today with bright sunshine, so I cannot complain. Well, we're going to be under 100 degrees, pretty much <laughs> way under 100 for the next 10 days, so that's kind of a big feat for us, so <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> it sounds like we're both having good weather experiences. I think so as well. I'll be leaving for Oklahoma next week, so Lord knows what I'll find there. So mm -hmm. I, I try not to look too far ahead of time. So um, thank you for being here today. Um, I really love um, that we're going to be able to talk about the liver today. I think a lot of people may not know the full extent of our livers and our body and all the wonderful things that it does. So maybe I thought we would do is before we started talking about um, liver supplementation, maybe we could 
maybe you'd like to talk a little bit just about the liver in general, because I, I, I know it's very forgiving, but it also does a lot of things, and we're not always as good to it as we should be. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, uh, the liver, some, I think it can be a little bit mystifying. People kind of have an idea of what it does. It's a very large, it's a very large organ. Uh, it's one, it's a, it, you know, it, it's involved in the process of detoxification. So we are exposed to, did you know that this is a shocking number to me? We're exposed to over 80,000 chemicals a day. A lot of these are toxins that have never been, have never had a safety analysis. Uh, so we're exposed to a lot of toxins. There's also toxins we consume that are naturally occurring in, um, that are naturally occurring in food. There's also the medications we take, the alcohol we drink, any other drugs we may take. All of, the, all of the, these things are handled by the liver. So I always tell people, half-jokingly, if you didn't have a liver, you would take one shot of tequila and stay buzzed the rest of your life because there would be nothing there to take it out of circulation. Uh, so it's really, really important. Plus, our body makes compounds that we need but over time, they start to degrade and become problematic. And when, the, when they are ready for disposal, the liver grabs them and gets rid of them. That'd be our old, beat-up, bruised cholesterol, our old, used-up sex hormones, all these things. So when we look at the liver just from the detoxification status, it's crucially important. The liver makes a liquid called bile. Bile, I often call it the toxin taxicab because... When you get rid of all of the toxins the liver wants to get rid of, it dissolves it in bile, it drips it into a little holding tank called the gallbladder, and then when the food train comes along, the holding tank squishes and releases all that bile into the intestines to mix with the food. The fiber in the food soaks up the bile so that it can be carried out of the body. If you don't have any fiber in your food, if you're not eating your fruits and vegetables and whole grains, if you don't have any fiber, then a lot of those toxins will be reabsorbed further down the gastrointestinal tract because they're not bound up to anything. So it's a really elegant system of detoxification. Now there might be, I'll take a little step away from the liver discussion to talk about gallbladder because there's a lot of folks listening that don't have a gallbladder. Don't worry. You're still detoxifying. Your liver is still making bile. It just no longer has a holding tank. It's directly attached to the intestines, and it just drips, drips, drips all the time, which is not quite as efficient and can cause some irritation, but for the most part, you can live a long and healthy life without your gallbladder. So liver is really important. There's also a compound the liver makes called glutathione. Glutathione is, has been called the mother of all antioxidants. It's been called a super antioxidant. It's one of only two antioxidants our body makes, and there's some types of oxidative stress in our body that's the only thing that will put it out of commission is glutathione. So any damage to our liver, any overstress to our liver, diminishes the amount of glutathione that it makes, and glutathione plays a role in detox and alleviating oxidative stress. When, If you were to look in the body, everybody's always trying to determine what's the fountain of youth in the body. Some people say it's human growth hormone that you make at night when you're in stage four sleep. But I would say a good contender for the um, fountain of youth would be glutathione. Because when you look at people who live to be 100 years old and still be in fairly good health, still able to go on walks and enjoy their time with friends, uh, those people tend to be particularly good at making glutathione and keeping it active. So those are just some of the things. That's not all. Those are some of the things the liver does. It's vitally involved in detoxification, 
And in addition to being involved with detoxification, it is also vitally involved in making the antioxidant that is incredibly important for slowing down the aging process and preventing chronic diseases. You know, something you, you did mention there, and there is a lot of people out there that have had their gallbladders removed. Mm-hmm. And does this lack of a gallbladder, this bile filter, if you will, and holding tank, does does it put more strain on the liver? It doesn't put more strain on the liver, but it puts more strains on your, on your intestines. Uh, it also, remember when I said that fiber is what soaks up bile? Well, in, you know, up until about 100 and 150 years ago, people had enormous amounts of fiber in their diet, the, the fruits, the vegetables, the whole grains. That's where you find the biggest sources of fiber. Uh, so our body adapted to that. Well, now we don't put as much fiber in, and the problem is that uh, bile that is not absorbed by fiber can be reabsorbed because our intestines don't know any better. They're like, oh, it's in the intestines. I will absorb this. It's not bound to anything. And then you've got that old, used-up cholesterol going back in the body. You've got that broken-down estrogen and those xenoestrogens going back in the body, and your liver heaves this huge sigh and says, well, I guess I'm going to have to start all over again. So many people are very surprised when they come to me and say, I'm really struggling with healthy cholesterol. I've got too much LDL, not enough HDL. One of the first things I say is get fiber in your diet double, triple the amount of fiber in your diet. Women who come in serious PMS, I'm really struggling with PMS, get more fiber in your diet because it doesn't make sense to them. But now we know the secret. It's because that fiber absorbs those compounds that the liver is trying to get rid of. So when people don't have a gallbladder, the problem is it's not specifically released or timed to, be, to coordinate with the food train coming through the intestines. So it may be that the intestines are empty when the bile is dripping in there, which can irritate the, the tissue of the intestines and can also, as I say, since it's not absorbed, some of those compounds can be reabsorbed. So I always encourage folks that don't have a gallbladder, make sure you've got fiber, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it might even behoove you to take a fiber supplement in between meals so that you always have a little bit of fiber on board to kind of cushion and absorb that bile so it does not become an irritant. You know, I think if you were to ask someone today, if we were like to do a poll and ask mm-hmm. people what they think the reason our liver has problems or becomes compromised, I think most people would probably, the first thing they would say is they would say alcohol. Isn't isn't that the one thing that affects the liver negatively? And I mean, that's one of the things. <laughs> well, absolutely. So when you look at, and I drink, so I don't want to put myself out there as someone who's, who completely abstains and is critical of alcohol. Uh, I, a little bit of alcohol is useful and healthy, I believe. Uh, and I think the type of alcohol matters as well, depending on, on, on your lifestyle. Uh, I personally think that red wine is very, very healthy. And if you're going to imbibe, that's a good way to go. I think that, that uh, some of the purified beers that no longer even have any cloudiness to them are terrible because it's just carbs on the hoof and has a lot of uh, phytoestrogens in it. So, I mean, there's, I think the type of alcohol is important. But when it comes to the liver, what the liver cares about is how much it has to deal with. And if you just keep crushing the liver every day with more than it's designed to handle, like if you're drinking more than one or two alcoholic beverages a day, they say one for women, two for men, uh, then you're putting excess stress on the liver. And this, just like any organ, if you overuse something for for levels of chemicals it is not designed to take care of 
you're going to get into trouble with it. And yes, absolutely, alcohol is one of the things we see where damage starts to happen to the liver and the healthy tissue can be replaced with fatty tissue and scar tissue. And when there's enough fibrotic changes in the liver, they call that cirrhosis of the liver, and it starts to impede your detoxification process. It reduces the amount of glutathione it can make. It actually um, reduces the metabolism of your fat-soluble vitamins. So even though you're, you might be eating healthy, you start to exhibit all the symptoms of fat-soluble vitamin deficiency when you have advanced cirrhosis. So paying attention to alcohol, and there's certain other drugs that are hard on the liver as well. Um, there's prescription drugs that are hard on the liver that we have to make sure the liver stays healthy because sometimes you have to take the prescription drugs. So for example, seizure medications for seizure disorders can, most of them are notoriously hard on the liver, so you have to pay really close attention to liver health because they can be damaging to the liver. So there's a, a variety of reasons why we might have issues, and I know you're going to segue uh, because we've talked about alcoholic uh, fatty liver disease and alcoholic cirrhosis, but that's not the form that's on the rise in America today. You know, the other question is, you know, somebody just chimed in and she said, Jeff, I, I do everything right, I think, and I had a physical last week and my doctor said that my liver enzymes are elevated. I eat an incredible diet. I eat no saturated fat or trans fats. I don't drink. I drink a lot of water. Um, there's nothing in our genetic lines. Are there other things that I may be doing that could raise my liver enzymes? They gave me no answers, just results. Well, I would never base a concern unless they're astronomically high. I would never base a concern on one testing because liver enzymes jump around all the time. Uh, you might have been exposed to something that you are not aware of. Uh, certain antibiotics um, are notorious for raising liver enzymes. Certain other prescription drugs raise liver enzymes. Um, so, yeah, I would, you know, as I said, the, if you're living a, an otherwise healthy life and you don't have risk factors for anything else, I would just get them tested again over time and uh, like give it a couple months if you're not symptomatic and, and see if they go down on their own. If they don't, you need to start paying attention to what could be causing all the stress on my liver. And there might be supplements that can be useful. I know we're going to talk about some liver health supplements today, uh, but there might, you know, you're, there might be other issues that are, are going on as well. So you might have, a, you never know, you might have a hepatitis uh, infection of some sort that you need to be tested for. So here's a question, you know, do people across all different kinds of diets need to be focusing on their liver? Um, and do we need to work preventively or should we wait until we think we're in a category where we might need to have liver support? I mean, I personally have been using things for my liver for a long time because that's what I learned you to try to work preventively. But I think some people think they need to wait until they find out there's a situation, which a little bit behind the eight ball, if you will. Mm -hmm. Well, there's an old fashioned saying that says an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> I it's love that. Absolutely true. You know, a little bit of prevention goes a long way. If you actually become ill, then you have to pull out the heavy guns and try to get on board and help try to turn the, turn the ship back around when it's always already sailed halfway down the river. So, you know, yes, prevention in the form of diet, yes, high sugar diets, high refined. I mean, it's the same story over and over again. Number one, moderation in all things. Uh, number two is uh, the refined carbohydrates, you know, high levels that we're exposed to every single day, the sugars, the white flours, the pizza doughs, the bagels, things that are absolutely delicious and yet 
They just dump enormous amounts of refined carbohydrates into our bloodstream, which raises our blood sugar. Having above average blood sugar is ridiculously damaging for the liver. Uh, people who have flat out type 2 diabetes generally also have some sort of fatty liver deposits going on in the liver as well. Um, and you know, as our epidemic of type 2 diabetes continues to grow, and as more and more doctors diagnose people as pre-diabetic, which is really not true, there's no pre-diabetes. You're either normal or you're abnormal. It's just what degree of abnormal are you? If you're running, if you're fasting blood sugar, which should be under 100, 100 or less, uh, if it's running 120 every day, uh, you, you know, are you going to have all the horrible complications of somebody whose blood sugar is 300? No. But are you going to have some damage over time? Absolutely. So keeping those blood sugars in line is one of the best preventions we can do for fatty, for liver disease. And I do want to mention another type of liver disease because we talked about the one that people are aware of, the alcoholic uh, cirrhosis of the liver, alcoholic liver disease. There's also a disease called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. That's a really long name, N-A-F-L-D, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. When I went to school, and I went to school a long time ago, uh, I knew there was such a thing as non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We, we talked about it in class. We read it in the textbook. And it was liver disease that occurs with fatty deposits in the liver without having the excess stressors of excessive alcohol. But I never saw a case of it because it was not very common. By far, you saw the people that were taking liver-damaging chemicals and compounds like alcohol far, far, far more. And then about 15 years ago, we started to see more in NAFLD, and then 10 years ago, it was more still. And now, in the last several years, there's not a week goes by that I don't get a question on, oh, my goodness, I have fatty liver deposits in my liver. What do I do? What's going to happen? So non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is often not symptomatic. You don't have symptoms. Sometimes they discover it because they're checking out other things. Uh, as it, It's where you have healthy tissue in the liver starts to be impeded by fat deposits. So if you have fat deposits in other areas of your body, God knows I do, uh, if you have fat deposits in your hips or in your tummy or in, under your arms or wherever, likely you're going to have a little bit of fat deposit going on in your liver as well. It becomes a more serious problem when that is left unchecked and it continues to worsen because you can turn non-alcoholic fatty liver disease around but once it becomes a more serious liver disease, all you can do then is to try to make it better and maintain. So I've had three people ask the same question so far. So I think I'm a candidate. All three of them said the same thing. And each of them said, where do we start? And are there any tips about diet that we need to follow? Absolutely. Um, I am not a diet Nazi. I always tell people, if you can eat healthy 80% of the time, you're, you're doing better than 99% of the people in America. So, you know, try to get rid of those refined carbohydrates. If you want to have sugar, intentionally have sugar. If you want to have a small piece of chocolate candy when, the, when they bring a bring tray into the office to celebrate somebody's birthday, have it. But do it, not, you know, do it consciously. Uh, but cut the sugars out from other things. Like don't, you know, try not to do so much with the white bread or the white bagels or the white pizza dough or the white pasta. Try to limit those things. Try, look at your, read your labels. Do you know how many salad dressings and ketchup and whatever, the sheer volume of sugar that are in some of those things that you don't even know are there. Um, tr try never, ever to drink your sugar. 
Um, don't, you know, I, I know how good Starbucks tastes, trust me. I, am, I have been, over the years, a Starbucks aficionado, and I know how good those coffee drinks taste. But when you look at the volume of sugar in some of those fancy frappuccinos, it's, it's crazy. Uh, when you drink soda that has sugar, when you drink your Cokes and your Pepsis, if they didn't taste good, they wouldn't sell so well. But it used to be a serving size was 8 ounces. Do you remember those little 8-ounce bottles when we were kids? I don't even know <laughs> if they make those anymore. But that was a serving size of Coca-Cola. Uh, nowadays, you know, we've got big gulps that are half a gallon. I mean, it's just crazy the volume of sugar we are drinking. So don't drink your sugar. Uh, don't use artificial sweeteners either. I'm sorry, I think artificial sweeteners are the devil. They're really not good for people. If you're looking at your sugar alcohols like your erythritols and your xylitols and think that's one, that's fine. Those are not the artificial ones. If you like stevia or monk fruit, my, my youngest son loves monk fruit, um, and he puts that in his uh, beverages when he wants to sweeten them up. That's fine, too, but try to stay away from those aspartames and asulfane Ks and sucraloses and saccharins. There's just nothing good about them. But, yeah, get get the sugar. Get your blood sugars down. You don't have to t- If you're 100 pounds overweight, I'm not going to say, hey, mister, lose 100 pounds in the next six months. I mean, gosh, do you know how hard that is? Uh, I, and I do not blame people who have obesity issues because there's too, too many factors and too many factors we don't understand that contributes to obesity. However, did you know if you can take off even 10 pounds, um, the trajectory of being in a weight loss situation instead of ongoing weight gain situation can play a huge role in reducing your blood sugars and having a healthier liver. So, you know, over the course of a year, make it your goal to lose a pound a month. Just lose a little bit of weight, and it's not overwhelming, and you're going to have some positive impact on your liver health. Another question just came in. It says, Jeff, would you ask Cheryl if you're someone who's had a high liver enzyme for about a year now and you've tried a couple different things and it hasn't dramatically changed, does that mean that maybe I haven't found the right product yet or maybe I'm just a candidate where I can't change the status of my liver? Huh. Huh, indeed. So I would say, you know, continue to work with your healthcare practitioner to try mm-hmm. to get to the bottom of it because when liver enzymes are not a disease, they are a symptom. Uh, it's like pain. Pain is not a disease, you know. Pain is an experience we have, but the only way to deal with it is to figure out what the heck is causing the pain in the first place. Is it a rock in your shoe or is it something wrong with your foot, you know? I mean, you have to get to the bottom of why your enzymes are high. So continue to work with your healthcare practitioner. In the meantime, try to get your blood sugars down into the normal range. Do your best to maybe have a tiny little bit of weight loss, even if it's only five pounds. Just try to try to turn the boat around when it comes to weight gain. And there are supplements, and I know we're going to talk about some of them today, like in our healthy liver formula, that can be very useful for helping to improve liver health. And as the liver gets healthier, those enzymes hopefully will start to come back more into the normal range. Let's let let's do that. Let's talk about the healthy liver. Now, this is this is kind of twofold. It's gives you a little bit of protection, kind of a little pat on the back, some support, but also works on the detoxifying side as well. True? Absolutely. So our healthy liver formula is very different than a lot of the liver formulas that you see. Um, one of the the first thing I want to talk about is called um, andrographis. And I know you know a lot about andrographis. I love that herb. It's an adaptogenic herb. It's been used in, well, for example, one of the, it's probably the longest continually practiced uh, um, 
based medicine in the world that's still being practiced today, today and that's Ayurveda. It's been around for at least 3,000 years. And as I said, it's still successfully practiced today in India. So Andrographis was called the king of bitters. And you might think of that as something of a slur because most people don't like bitter, but it was actually a compliment because in people who practice herbal medicine, or botanical medicine often associate the bitterness of a plant with its power, with its efficacy. And so calling it the king of bitters was like calling it the king of kings or the king of the most powerful. There's a compound. Now, modern science has verified that andrographis is indeed an amazing natural medicine, uh, but it has a compound in it called andrographolide. Uh, and as these andrographolides are the heavy lifters. There's other healthy com compounds in andrographis, but if you don't have a good andrographolide content, you're not going to get the benefit. So what does it do? It helps to protect the liver. It's an antioxidant. It helps to reduce inflammation in the liver. It has some good anti-cancer properties. It helps, um, it helps the bile move through the liver and, uh, at, in a healthier way. Uh, it has been shown to help people with hepatitis, liver cancer, uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, alcoholic liver disease. It even helps with gallbladder function and metabolic syndrome. So research has shown that it can be just as effective as other natural interventions for reducing liver damage, also from toxins, because it stops the response of the cells that start to overproliferate. Now, those are not cancer cells. They overproliferate as well. But Damaged liver cells, as I said, they start to proliferate. They start to become scar tissue. They start to become these fibrotic changes, and it helps to slow that process down. In an animal model of acute liver injury, they found that it inhibits an inflammatory pathway called NF-kappa-B, and it activates pathways that are more promotional of liver health. It's, uh, in another study, they found that it reduces the fatty acid content in the liver by as much as 33%, uh, and it helps, helps to decrease the percentage of fibrotic changes and liver fibrosis in the, in, the, in the liver. So andrographis, a lot of people don't, well, some of your listeners may not have even heard of andrographis. I know you have, but um, andrographis is more often thought for helping with colds and flus. There's a great deal of study on flu prevention and recovering from viral illnesses faster when you use andrographis. But I would say that uh, when you look at the studies on liver, that this is a big tool in the toolbox for helping people that have any kind of liver distress. Question. Um, because this is a formula that is more herbally based, are you still... Do you feel that it works better with food? One, maybe it's easier for people to remember when they take it with meals. But what if you're not a, a big meal eater during the day? Can you get the same effect if it's on an empty stomach? What is the best way to get the most out of this formula? Well, there, there are indeed some botanicals that are, are, are better with food. Um, some are better. Very few are better on an empty stomach. You, you're dead on when you said, you're right on when you said, take it with meals so you remember it because the biggest reason for people who fail with botanical medicines is because they forget. They don't take the right doses. They don't take enough of it. So there's no reason why you can't take this um, with food, but it will not hurt you if you take it on an empty stomach. There's never, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, cause any stomach distress. Okay. Um, 
Is there an age bracket? I just had somebody chime in. She says, my son, I'm sorry to say, is 24, but he's been drinking since he was 17. He has now quit um, and doing very, very well. Although he's young, could a liver support be good for him at this stage? He's open to anything nutritional. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, this healthy liver formula, I mean, we've talked about the endographis. It has two other ingredients we'll cover as well, but uh, which is the grapeseed extract and, and a special kind of milk thistle. But uh, using this, all of these uh, are not only really, really targeted and helpful for liver function, um, they also have some magnificent side benefits. So remember when I said andrographis, all right, we've got it in the liver formula because of the liver studies, but it's also great at helping to prevent viral illnesses and helping to recover faster. We have a grapeseed extract we're going to be talking about in a moment. Not only does that have published clinical studies on its ability to reduce uh, NAFLD, but it has a side benefit of helping to prevent cancer. And then last but not least, we have milk thistle, uh, which not only plays a role in helping the liver to behave healthier, but it also has some cancer prevention activity as well. So these are great side benefits. So if you start taking it at 24, hopefully you're going to see some really positive results for your liver, but these are great for protective of other problems further on down the, right, on the line. You know, when I think to myself sometimes about how important the liver is, and then I think to myself, you know, it is amazing how forgiving this organ really is because many of our other organs, when you've messed with them for a long time, you can screw them up to the point where, you know, there's no bringing them back and you may end up being on a medication or something that may have to compensate for our organs that we've damaged. But our livers, as big of an organ as it is, it is still overwhelming to me that uh, how much it's there to do its job and it really wants to if we'll just <laughs> if we'll just pay them a little bit of attention <laughs> absolutely you know you can remove half your liver and it will grow back can you remove half your heart and it'll grow mm -hmm. back can you remo mm -hmm. remove half your brain and it'll grow back can you remove a kidney and the other kidney will regrow absolutely not so the regenerative pro properties of the liver should demonstrate to us even if we didn't know all this other stuff how crucially important liver function is, is that over time it has developed the ability to regenerate. Uh, that is why there are such things as living liver transplants where maybe a parent has an adult child that has a serious liver disease, the parent donates half of their living liver to the child uh, after liver removal for, for the illness or whatever problem, maybe they had liver cancer, uh, and, and those things can be highly successful. You can't, take, you can't do a living heart transplant you can't do a living pancreas transplant. <laughs> you can't do a living brain. None of these things will regenerate, but the liver does. And that's one of the beauties of these botanical medicines that's in our healthy liver formula is that part of the activity for each and every one of them is they support that ability. They help to make stronger the ability of the liver to replace liver cells. Hmm. Is this something that once you get on... Um you've done some benefit, you've received some, you know, support in that area, and then you just kind of put it on the shelf? Or is this something that we want to add into our regimen for long-term benefits, even after you may have made some corrections along the way? Because I think that it's something that does need a lifetime focus. Yes and no. I mean, it depends, mm. because if you had a temporary problem, oh. let's, let's say you had... Um, you went through a round of antibiotics or two rounds of antibiotics and, and you had a really adverse liver effect and your, your liver enzymes went right through the roof 
you're you're uncomfortable, you're you feel like when your liver doesn't work right, you feel like the day before you come down with the worst flu ever. It's like draggy and, you know, miserable. Uh and using it for a an acute injury like that, uh, you you know, it may in your and you're thirty years old, you may not have to use this the rest of your life. Um, uh, there's nothing wrong if you want to, but you certainly don't have to. But for the majority of people that are going to be interested in the healthy liver product, they're probably folks that have ongoing issues with the liver. Uh, like if you have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, can you make it better? Yes. In some cases, can you even turn the ship entirely around? Yes. But you're always going to have that inclination, and it's probably something you want to keep on board. And if you do have a more serious chronic liver disease, uh, then, yes, you're going to have to stay on this ongoing if you want to continue to reap the benefits. And if you've been really abusive for a long period of time, you may want to consider the longer-term use. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the other ingredients in this formula is our grapeseed extract. And I know you, you're familiar with our clinical OPC VX1, mm -hmm. that French grapeseed extract. Uh, it is completely standardized to be 100% absorbable. It doesn't contain any tannins. So tannins are large-sized OPCs that cannot be absorbed. But they still count when you do look at it through a microscope, you know, when they're doing an analysis and they're saying, oh, look at all the OPCs in our grapeseed extract. Well, what good do they do you if none of them could get in your body, right? So this is the only grapeseed extract I'm aware of that standardizes the size of the beneficial compounds to make sure they're 100% absorbable. So one of the studies that was done uh, was on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And Patients received either 1,000 milligrams of grapeseed or uh, vitamin C twice a day. Now, you might, not, you might wonder, why do they use vitamin C as a control? Because they, want, they know that oxidative stress is a problem, and they wanted to make sure that the grapeseed was doing more than just alleviating oxidative stress. So they compared it to vitamin C, which is also a really good antioxidant. So over the, the course of three months, when they looked at the liver enzymes, the liver enzymes, the ALT, uh, were over the course of three months went from an average of 84 to an average of 45.5. AST, another liver enzyme, went from 60.4 to 31.7. ALP went from 227 down to 194. The size of the liver reduced. Now, that may not sound like a good thing for you, uh, but yes, it can be because when the, the liver swells in size, it's usually because of inflammation and things going on that you don't want to go on. And so it took it down from a size of 170 to approximately 156. Um, and so the other thing is there's a vein from the liver called the portal vein that's crucially important. And sometimes it gets really, uh, you know, it gets a little spastic and smaller and it doesn't relax and allow proper blood flow. So it went from a diameter of 9.0 to 9.8. So almost a 10% almost a increase there. These are all really, really, really good things for people that are struggling with NAFLD. So that's one of the reasons why we were sure to include this unique uh, grapeseed extract, that VX1, into this formula. And then last but not least is something that I know you've heard of. And when you think liver, you think milk thistle. Um, but milk thistle, while it's useful, has a family of compounds called Solimarin. Solimarin is a family that has psilibin, psilidianin, and psilocrystin. Now, uh, is anybody going to remember that? No. But just remember, in this family, 
the powerhouse is psyllium. So a lot of milk thistle extracts, the best ones, are at least standardized to tell you how much psyllimarin is in there, how much of the family is in the milk thistle. We go beyond that. We tell you how much psyllium is in the milk thistle because that's the one that has the very active uh, ability to reduce problems with everything from viral hepatitis to NAFLD to cirrhosis to chronic hepatitis C. Uh, some of the takeaways were longer survival in patients who have active cirrhosis, uh, improvements in uh, liver tissue, uh, reduction in liver fibrosis. You always that's that's always your goal. Um, better modulation of the liver enzymes. It's just wonderful activity. So when we look at, as I said, you don't. I know these words just run together in your head, but thalimerin is awesome. But psilibinin is, or the psilibin is the one that is the super fancy one that's going to provide all the benefits. And ours is about a 30% psilibin, which is the highest standardization we could possibly find. And it's in a, a boosted absorption format. So you have three uh, of the best of the best. These are all superstars. These are not ordinary herbs or garden variety herbs. They either have uniquely powerful standardizations or, for example, with our French grapeseed, it's tannin-free, so you get 100% absorbability. With the milk thistle, it has a super high amount of psilibin, which is the compound that actually does all the work for the liver. Uh, so, yes, this is one of those superstar formulas, or maybe I should say all-star, like the football all-star teams where you take the best of the best. This is an interesting comment. I think you're going to like this. It says, hey, Jeff, I love your show. Tell Cheryl she's awesome. We love listening to her. I wanted to just stress something, and maybe you can help me. I found out that I have temporary high liver enzymes, so I think I want to try this product because the doctor said chances are within six months it'll be back to normal, but I want to help out the process. The temporary liver enzymes, is it kind of like when I had gestational diabetes that was temporary and ended up going back to normal down the road? What a great question. It is a great question, and yes, it is very possible to have temporary elevations in your liver enzymes. As I said, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, certain viral illnesses, you know, if you come down with flu, sometimes your liver enzymes go wackadoodle. Uh, that's a technical term, wackadoodle. So. <laughs> When you, you know, so temporary elevations, yes, absolutely, this would be a great formula to use for that. If your doctor is thinking that this is temporary, yes, why not get on track a lot faster? This combination should be very useful. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of interesting that um, mm -hmm. she kind of um, kind of related it to that because you do see gestational diabetes with with people who end up not being diabetic after the baby's born. That's absolutely true. However, uh, people with gestational diabetes need to pay particular attention mm -hmm. uh, to their blood sugar metabolism and their overall health going forward because they are more at risk for type 2 diabetes down the road. Because mm, their bodies already let them know that uh, it yeah. could be an issue. Right. Your bodies let you know that you put some extra stress on me and boom, here's what's going to happen. Here's a good question. Hey, Jeff, could you ask Cheryl this question? I do bodybuild, but I do natural now where for years I did not. Um, my liver enzymes kind of are always a little bit high, but the doctor says they're not really in a problem area. My question is, because I did some things I wasn't supposed to do years ago, would I be a candidate for using this formula because I'd like my liver to be healthy, but I know I did some things that made it not so healthy? Huh. You know, you know, absolutely, absolutely. It is never too late. I don't care if 90% of your liver is damaged. 
it is never too late to start turning it in the right direction. There's always improvements that can be made. Is, is his liver ever going to be the same of, as a pristine 18-year-old's liver? Probably not. But can he make it a heck of a lot better? Absolutely. Yeah. Can some of that damage be repaired? Absolutely. Okay, here's another quick question. I love it. They love it when you're here. Um, <laughs> how about smokers uh, and liver problems? Is that I do not smoke anymore, but I smoked for 30 years. Um, was there ever any things that could have damaged my liver that this might be good for an ex-smoker? You know, there are certain compounds in cigarettes that beyond the nicotine, uh, where we think more of nicotine having problems with heart attack and stroke, mm -hmm. but... Uh, there are certain compounds that do have to be detoxified by the liver, and it does, depending on the level you smoke or what kind of cigarettes you smoke, it mm -hmm. does put stress on the liver. So absolutely, this would be a nice part of your recovery routine. All right. Um, Jeff, asked Cheryl, is this ever something that a young child would use? Um, obviously, I work with my doctor all the time, but my child has had a lot of problems with her organs over the years, and liver enzymes have gone up and down um, with some of the treatments she's been going through. But is this more of an adult formula? Well, you know, um, I wish that I could say it's an adult formula, but it is true that we have a lot of young people that are struggling with liver disease. You know, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease used to be something you saw in 70-year-olds or 80-year-olds. Uh, now, then it went to 50 and 60-year-olds and then 40-year-olds and then, oh my gosh, 30-year-olds have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We are seeing fatty liver changes, even if they don't have full-on disease, in, in kids that are 10 and 12 years old because of the obesity and because of the excessive amount of chemical exposures we have in our environment that linked to frankenfoods uh, that drive up their blood sugars. So there might be incidences that uh, uh, children would need to use this formula. Now, do you need to give it to a three-year-old? I doubt it seriously. And if a child cannot follow the capsules, you cannot open this up. Because remember, what's Andrographis' nickname? Uh, it's the king of the bitters. It does not taste good. <laughs> so if you, if you have a child that's old enough, especially, you know, if they're being overseen by their doctor and it's a part of their ongoing uh, wellness routine to help with compounds that help support liver health, then if they can swallow the capsules, yes. You know, it's funny. I have a friend that lived in India for 25 years, and he just actually moved back there. And, and he was an Ayurvedic practitioner there and learned his trade from some of the best there. And I remember when he was here one time, I went to his house, and he made me tea. And he said, before you drink it, plan on it being really, really bitter. I said, what would you put in there? He goes, andrographis, of course. Mm -hmm. and, and I took one sip, and I oh. And uh, yeah. I finished it just to be polite. But, boy, I'll tell you what, I haven't tasted bitter like that in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I can't tolerate it. I like bitter. I like I like the combination of bitter and sweet, mm -hmm. uh, or bitter and creamy. So you know, when I have coffee, I always have a little cream in my coffee. And um, I, if I, I I really don't like, I'm going to say something horrible. I really don't like chocolate unless it's a really good quality dark chocolate. That milk chocolate tastes so smarmy and sticky and you know overly sweet to me. But when you add in that dark bitterness and that good cacao flavor and just a little bit of sweetness to it, mm, that is delicious. So, so I don't totally hate bitter, but it has to definitely be moderated in some way for me to be able to use it. I, uh, I would not be able to open these capsules. I, can, I have chewed up most of our products because people have asked me, well, what does it taste like? If, can I chew a Vectomega? Can I chew a, 
Bacteril? Can I do this? Can I do that? Um, and I have, in, the, in, the, in my own little N of one, in my own scientific method, I've chewed it up so I can tell them at least what I think it is or if I think it's palatable or not. Uh, this is one I didn't even try. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm just going to tell people you don't take this unless you, uh, unless you're going to swallow the capsule. Well, here's a question. I had already three people asked this already. Do we base the serving size on what's on the box, or if we're bigger and we have more meat on our frame, do we take more? Well, you know, we do say that these are recommendations, and the recommendation for milk thistle and grapeseed and andrographis, et cetera, that's in the healthy liver formula is one capsule twice daily. Um, so, you know, we're, we can't just put on the box, adjust as needed. So I would tell you that based on these dosage levels, if you were, if you increased it a capsule or two, I'm looking at the dosage levels that are in there, it's not going to cause any harm. It might be useful if you're very, let's say you're a 400 pound person, maybe you would like to increase these, but I'm not uh, I, the basic recommendation is one capsule twice daily. I'm just not aware of any difficulty you would encounter if you chose to go up a little bit on that. Okay, we're at that time. Oh, so fast. Um, your thought of the day, um, something about what we're talking about or something else, but something that you think you want to leave people with as something to help them kind of ponder for the day. Well, I, I think we completely underestimate the importance of the liver. If your liver isn't functioning right, your muscles will not function right. Uh, the rest of your body is not going to function right. Your mental status is going to suffer. If your liver is not good with detoxification, uh, you are, you know, your, your mood's going to be in the toilet. I mean, it's just, you would be amazed at how much the liver touches. And unfortunately, in my years working in hospice care, pain control for people that are terminally ill, I took care of individuals that had end-stage liver disease. And it's miserable. It's just miserable. So take care of your liver, and you, you will feel ever so much better. Even taking baby steps towards helping your liver out is going to manifest itself as feeling better every single day. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was this was great. Uh, I always appreciate it when you're here, and thank you for what you do in the industry. You are appreciated every day. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for everything you do to get the good word out there that there are effective scientifically and clinically studied supplements that can make a real difference in your health. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Have a wonderful day. Stay healthy. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now. My guest today, Cheryl Myers, I told you, isn't she fantastic? She has so many wonderful things to say, and she's just so pleasant, and she makes you want to get healthy. You know, I say this every single time she's on. It's like sitting with a really great friend in front of a roaring fireplace, drinking hot chocolate on a rainy night. It's just, it's wonderful. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, remember, you can go back through the podcast on stayhealthylasvegas.com, their webpage, and, you know, scroll back and listen to other shows that Cheryl has been on, and you'll find them all to be as effective, as enjoyable, and as informative. So definitely do that. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, they're your one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition. Now in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley, they are your one-stop place for information, education, the best of the best in every department, the most knowledgeable staff, the best customer service. They truly are a fully packed full-service environment with all the good things that go along with a full-service store. We live in a self-service world today. We can barely get help. We can have barely get anybody to take the time or want to take the time 
or actually take the time to help us out these days. And there are times when we need support, we need help. And when it comes to your health and well-being, it is the number one time we need help and support. So the best thing to do is to make sure that you're listening when you can and make sure that you have the availability of having, you know, these wonderful people to work with you. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in your fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. How incredible is that? They're so good at what they do. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston right next to Smith's. Visit them Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. For mail order services or maybe just busy days, get everything together so you can swoop in and pick it up. Give them a call at 877-2494-877-2494. Make sure to check out all the awesome products from Terry Naturally Vitamins. They're all available at Stay Healthy. Um, great everyday low prices on these great products. Uh, you'll see that they are well put together and well formulated, all with the highest level of integrity in their formulation. So you can feel comfortable with their products. Don't forget about the webpage, the newly revamped webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, where you can listen to the radio show uh, archives or recordings on your time schedule. You can also become part of the Stay Healthy family by just entering your email address. That's it. And then you start getting alerts for promotions and specials and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, then you're able to kind of really stay connected to the store. You could even print coupons right at the web page on your printer and bring them in today and use them on your order. How cool is that? Stay Healthy makes it easy. They want to make sure that you have the availability of staying connected. So make sure you enter your email address on their web page, stayhealthylasvegas.com. When you have questions, when the confusion is there, the misinformation is all over the place, and you really need to pick the right products and get the guidance that you need, that is what Stay Healthy Health Food Store is all about. Stay Healthy, 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, closed on Sunday. Their webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com. Their phone number, 877-2494-877-2494. I want to thank uh, Terry Naturally Vitamins as well as Cheryl Myers for being here today. Um, take care of your liver. Remember, if we take care of our livers, it'll take care of us. So do something good just for you. Have a great day, everyone. Do something really healthy and take care of yourself. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Remember to tune in Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. for the most up-to-date, relevant information on your health and well-being with the best guest in the industry, helping us all to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. For your convenience, podcasts of the show are available at stayhealthylasvegas.com. Make sure to visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer. The store hours, Monday through Saturday from 9 to 6 p.m., closed on Sunday. Stay Healthy provides exceptional service and outstanding knowledge every day. I hope to talk with all of you soon. Stay healthy.